European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance. Volume 44, Issue 23. Focus Issue, Epidemiology, Prevention and Healthcare Policies. By Editor-in-Chief Professor Filippo Crea. Read to you by Morgan Bryan. Focus on the complex relationship among hypertension, dementia and comorbidities. This focus issue on epidemiology prevention and healthcare policies contains the state-of-the-art review Hypertension Management in Patients with Cardiovascular Comorbidities by Lucas Lauda and colleagues from the Saarland University in Germany. The authors note that arterial hypertension is a leading cause of death globally due to ageing, the rising incidence of obesity and socio-economic and environmental changes its prevalence is increasing worldwide. Hypertension commonly coexists with type 2 diabetes, obesity, dyslipidemia, a sedentary lifestyle, and smoking, leading to risk amplification. Blood pressure, or BP, lowering by lifestyle modifications and antihypertensive drugs reduces cardiovascular, or CV, morbidity and mortality. Guidelines recommend dual and triple combination therapies using renin-angiotensin system blockers, calcium channel blockers, and or a diuretic. Comorbidities often complicate management. New drugs such as angiotensin receptor neprilism inhibitors, sodium glucose cotransporter 2 inhibitors, glucagon-like peptide 1 receptor antagonists, and non-steroidal mineralocorticoid receptor antagonists improve CV and renal outcomes. Catheter-based renal denervation could offer an alternative treatment option in comorbid hypertension associated with increased sympathetic nerve activity. This review summarizes the latest clinical evidence for managing hypertension with CV comorbidities. In a state-of-the-art review article entitled Vitamin D in atherosclerosis and cardiovascular events. Federico Carbone and colleagues from the University of Genoa in Italy note that both experimental and clinical findings linking vitamin D to CV risk have prompted consideration of its supplementation to improve overall health. Yet several meta-analyses do not provide support for the clinical effectiveness of this strategy. Meanwhile, the understanding of the roles of vitamin D in the pathophysiology of CV diseases has evolved. Indeed, recent work has revealed some non-classical pleiotropic effects of vitamin D, increasing the complexity of vitamin D signalling. Within particular microenvironments, e.g. dysfunctional adipose tissue and atherosclerotic plaque, vitamin D can act locally at the cellular level through intercrine, autocrine, paracrine, feed-forward and feedback circuits. Within atherosclerotic tissue, local vitamin D levels may influence relevant systemic consequences independently of its circulating pool. Moreover, vitamin D links closely to other signalling pathways of CV relevance, including those driving cellular senescence, ageing and age-related diseases, among them CV conditions. This review updates knowledge on vitamin D biology, aiming to clarify the widening gap between experimental and clinical evidence. 
It highlights the potential reverse causation, confounding correlation between vitamin D status and CV health, and the need to consider novel pathophysiological concepts in the design of future clinical trials that explore the effects of vitamin D on atherosclerosis and risk of CV events. Chronic kidney disease, or CKD, is widely prevalent and independently increases CV risk. CV risk prediction tools derived in the general population perform poorly in CKD. In a clinical research article entitled Proteomic Cardiovascular Risk Assessment in Chronic Kidney Disease, Rajat Deo and colleagues from the Perlman School of Medicine at the University of Pennsylvania in the USA indicate that through large-scale proteomic discovery, this study aimed to create more accurate cardiovascular risk models. Elastic net regression was used to derive a proteomic risk model for incident CV risk in 2,182 participants from the chronic renal insufficiency cohort. The model was then validated in 485 participants from the atherosclerosis risking communities cohort. All participants had CKD and no history of CV disease at study baseline, when approximately 5,000 proteins were measured. The proteomic risk model, which consisted of 32 proteins, was superior to both the 2013 ACC-AHA pooled cohort equation and a modified pooled cohort equation that included estimated glomerular filtrate rate. The chronic renal insufficiency cohort internal validation set demonstrated annualized receiver operating characteristics area under the curve values from 1 to 10 years, ranging between 0.84 and 0.89 for the protein and 0.70 and 0.73 for the clinical models. Similar findings were observed in the atherosclerosis risk in the community's validation cohort. For nearly half of the individual proteins independently associated with CV risk, Mendelian randomization suggested a causal link to CV events or risk factors. Pathway analyses revealed enrichment of proteins involved in immunological function, vascular and neuronal development, and hepatic fibrosis. The authors conclude that in two sizable populations with CKD, a proteomic risk model for incident CV disease surpass clinical risk models recommended in clinical practice, even after including estimated glomerular filtration rate. New biological insights may prioritize the development of therapeutic strategies for CV risk reduction in the CKD population. This manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Robert Avram from the University of Montreal in Canada. Avram concludes by noting that the use of machine learning and large-scale proteomic risk prediction models can significantly improve CV disease risk prediction in patients with CKD. With these approaches, we can have a better understanding of the risk factors associated with CV disease in these patients and be able to make more informed decisions about the treatment of our patients as well as revolutionise the field of predictive medicine leading to improved patient outcomes. Observational studies have linked elevated BP to impaired cognitive function.
in a translational research article entitled Genetic Analyses Identify Brain Structures Related to Cognitive Impairment Associated with Elevated Blood Pressure. Mateusz Szerlinski and colleagues from the Jago Ilonian University Medical Center in Krakow, Poland, indicate that functional and structural changes in the brain that mediate the relationship between BP elevation and cognitive impairment remain unknown. Using observational and genetic data from large consortia, this study aimed to identify brain structures potentially associated with BP values and cognitive function. Data on BP were integrated with 3,935 brain magnetic resonance imaging-derived phenotypes, or IDPs, and cognitive function defined by fluid intelligence score. Observational analyses were performed in the UK Biobank and a prospective validation cohort. MR analyses used genetic data derived from the UK Biobank, International Consortium for Blood Pressure, and Cogent Consortium. MR analysis identified a potentially adverse causal effect of higher systolic BP on cognitive function, with the MR estimate strengthening when further adjusted for diastolic BP. MR analysis found 242, 168 and 68 IDPs showing significant association with systolic BP, diastolic BP and pulse pressure respectively. Most of these IDPs were inversely associated with cognitive function in observational analysis in the UK Biobank and showed concordant effects in the validation cohort. MR analysis identified relationships between cognitive function and nine of the systolic BP-associated IDPs, including the anterior thalamic radiation, anterior corona radiata, or external capsule. Chiedlinski et al. conclude that complementary MR and observational analyses identify brain structures associated with BP, which may be responsible for the adverse effects of hypertension on cognitive performance. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Ernesto Schifrin and James Engert from the McGill University in Montreal, Canada. The authors conclude that it remains to be demonstrated whether clinical trials, targeting the specific brain structures, will be feasible or if specific antihypertensives could be found to target specific structures. Nevertheless, these new findings could lead to an understanding of the signaling pathways that explain how these structures relate vascular damage to cognitive impairment in hypertension and contribute to the development of novel interventions to more successfully address the scourge of cognitive decline and dementia in the future. The issue is also complemented by two discussion forum contributions. In a commentary entitled, Routine Troponin Testing Before Non-Cardiac Surgery. Does the evidence justify the consequences? Yael Ben Baruch Golan and Doran Zajer from the Ben Gurion University of the Negev in Israel comment on the recent publication 2022 ESC Guidelines on Cardiovascular Assessment and Management of Patients Undergoing Non Cardiac Surgery. Sigrun Halverson and colleagues from Oslo University respond in a separate comment. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will be of interest to its listeners.